The Public News Service Daily Newscast for February the 11th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. A battle between Arizona legislators and the state's 230 public school districts over a four-decade-old funding cap has put students and their families squarely in the crossfire. The issue is a constitutional amendment that limits public school funding to the amount approved back in 1980, with adjustments for inflation. If lawmakers don't approve a normally automatic override by March 1st, schools will lose more than $1 billion of funding. David Lujan, president of the Children's Action Alliance, accused lawmakers of playing political games. We're going to be in the same situation next year and the year after, and it will continue to keep us in the basement in funding nationwide. We are last in the country in per-pupil funding, but yet we're already at our state spending limit. Conservative lawmakers may be concerned that if they raise the cap before the courts rule on a challenge to Proposition 208, it could permanently raise taxes on the wealthy. Prop 208, passed in 2020, increases school funding by taxing high-income Arizonans. Mark Richardson reporting. Democrats in the Arizona House filed a bill last week to override the funding cap, but by Thursday, Republican leaders had not scheduled any hearings or a vote on the measure. The New York Times reports the National Archives and Records Administration discovered what it believed was classified information in documents that Donald J. Trump had taken with him from the White House as he left office. That discovery, which occurred after Trump returned 15 boxes of documents to the government last month, prompted the National Archives to reach out to the Justice Department for guidance. A new analysis reveals that the richest 1% of Ohio households pay $50,000 less a year in the state than 17 years ago. According to research from Policy Matters Ohio and the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, the 2005 budget bill was a major restructuring of the tax system that resulted in an upside-down tax code that forces Ohioans who were paid the least to pay the highest share of their income in state taxes. Report author Gushia Baveisho says the tax changes span the gamut. We have a reduction in tax rates for personal incomes, the flattening of the personal income tax. We also have a fundamental restructuring of how businesses are taxed. And instead of taxing profits and property, we tax revenue. There's also been several increases in gas prices, cigarette prices, sales taxes. The report found that on average, 60% of tax filers with lowest incomes pay higher taxes than they did before 2005, and the wealthiest 20% pay about 5500 less annually. As a result, the state has roughly $8 billion less annually in revenue, which Show contends reduces funding for schools, health care, and community needs. Mary Sherman reporting. This is PMS. Iowa has entered the fray of states debating the issue of restricting transgender students from competing in girls' sports. On Thursday, a House subcommittee advanced a bill that would prohibit transgender girls and women from playing on teams that align with their gender identity. Keenan Crow of the Group 1 Iowa Action argues this isn't a problem in school sports, while noting it adds to the discriminatory tone often felt by transgender students. He says a ban would take away one of their outlets in dealing with hostility. It gives people a sense of belonging. It shows them how to work together as a team. It, it 
impacts parts of their identity that really nothing else does. An Associated Press analysis found almost no examples of transgender sports participation being an issue in the states where such bills have surfaced. Those in favor of the bill say it's about protecting future generations of female athletes who might be at a disadvantage, especially if they have dreams of competing in the Olympics or other major events. I'm Mike Moen. Confront the climate crisis, a student-led coalition that's pushing Indiana lawmakers to establish a new environmental justice task force. Last month, the group rallied at the state capitol, calling on the General Assembly to pass legislation establishing a 17-member commission that would draft a new climate action plan for the state. Burbuff High School sophomore Claire Curran told the crowd that stopping climate change starts at home. Youth activism is always and has always been a crucial factor for significant social change. Civic engagement is no stranger to this generation. The Elkhart High School pennant reports the bill has stalled in the Senate's Environmental Affairs Committee, where it has yet to receive a hearing. Senator Mark Mesmer, the committee's chair, told the Indianapolis Star the measure was redundant and its goals can be achieved via another committee or the state's 21st Century Energy Task Force. This is Jonah Chester reporting. This story produced with original reporting from a budding journalist, Elena Kruper, at the Elkhart High School pennant. Finally, Lily Bulky tells us prescription drug costs have skyrocketed in recent years and a bill before the Massachusetts General Court aims to rein them in. The proposal would lower co-payments and other out-of-pocket costs for drugs such as insulin and asthma inhalers. It would also create a commission to review certain drug costs to make sure they are not unreasonable or excessive. Alyssa Vangeli with Healthcare for All says many of these medications treat chronic conditions that disproportionately impact BIPOC and low-income communities. This is particularly important from a health equity perspective. You know, improving access to affordable medications is one way to help curb racial inequity. The proposal would lower co-payments and other out-of-pocket costs for drugs such as insulin and asthma inhalers. It would also create a commission to review certain drug costs to make sure they are not unreasonable or excessive. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service member and listener-supported. Heard on great radio stations, find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.